Bet. We live. What's going on? Welcome to the flight show. We got a special guest today. My bro from back in school. Yes, sir. Josh from the Lost Breed. What's going on, bro? Not much, man. Just enjoying this journey, man. Word. Word. Talk to me, man. You know, we... Like, I know what's going on. You know, I know the Lost Breed. I've been doing your thing for a minute. You've been doing your thing, like, even before that when we was back at Southern and shit. Yeah. So, like, just just tap into me. Like, tell me, like, how y'all started. You know what I mean? Give me the rundown of how everything started with you. Oh, man. I don't even know where to start, man. It's been crazy. Um, I mean, you know, back in school, I played basketball. You know what I'm saying? Everybody knew me for that. I used to fucking sleep with the ball, bro. Like, Word. that's how dedicated I was to it. Um, it meant everything to me. And... When I got to college, I started off at Southern, and at the time, bro, I just knew I wasn't ready to play at the D2 level. So what I did was I just killed my ego right away, and I was like, bro, you know what? I'm about to go to D3. You know okay. what I mean? I had, you know, different coaches and stuff writing letters and shit, so I kind of just took that and ran with it. You know, I went to D3. I went to Westfield State, and um, my whole goal was to play college basketball. So I say all of that to say when I was a junior um, at Westfield, I had surgery on my hip, and it caused me to miss the whole season. And, okay. yeah, that kind of was just crazy for me, you know, not being able to play and not being able to be a part of the team and all the activities and stuff. So during that time period, I needed something else to turn to. I needed a different outlet because basketball was the only thing I had. Right. So with that being said, um, a couple of my homies, you know, we just started going to the gym. You know, like my dad, he'd been a bodybuilder, bro, for like years, 20, 25 years. Like the other day I talked to him on the phone and he was like, bro, I'm going to die in the gym. You right. know what I'm saying? But it just, it never set in when I was younger. Like he used to drag me to the gym and I used to be like, all right, dad, like I get it. But I always wanted to play ball. Right. And like back then, basketball and weights kind of, they didn't go together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it, as crazy as it sounds, like yeah. that was just the mindset we had back then. It's like if you worked out too much or if you did certain things, it was going to mess up your jumper yeah. or whatever the case may be. So when I had my surgery, bro, I started working out and I started to fall in love with the process because I'm like, bro, this is like working out is just me. Like all I can focus on is me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't got to worry about the team. I don't got to worry about plays. I don't got to worry about the coach. It's just me. Yeah. So. Bro, I was literally in the gym on crutches, bro. I was on crutches for six months. And, um, yeah, bro, my homies used to pass me the weights, and they used to put them back for me. And, yeah, I started getting bigger, started seeing gains, and I kind of fell in love with it, bro. And then from that point on, like, my goal and my dream, like, was always to start a clothing line. Like, that was always my aspiration from day one. Um, I used to, you know, I, I admire Nip, man, and a lot of what he did. So, like, right. when I would see him, and see him going to, the, you know, different places and stuff, wearing his own clothes, I was like, bro, I want to do that. Yeah. Like, I'm tired of wearing Nike. I'm tired of wearing these other brands. I just want to wear my own. So, like, that was always a goal of mine. And then, you know, me and Ant, we kind of tapped in. Once I started, uh, I was about to get getting ready to graduate from Westfield, and we were like, yo, bro, like, let's just start recording our workouts. We in the gym every day. Yeah. So we might as well just record it. People started, you know, flocking towards us and, like, they started seeing, you know, the motivation, like, yo, I see y'all in here every day. I see y'all working. You know, we'll be wearing the same shirt. Like, what's that? What's that? You know, yeah. they started catching eyes. So we're like, bro, let's just start filming this and putting it out there. Like, a lot of our friends, they weren't really on that type of time. They were just more like everybody was in the partying or, you know, trying to do bullshit. Yeah. And we were like, bro, we just staying focused and we just grinding right now. So, you know, we started filming our workouts, started posting them. 
um, a lot of Ant's videos started going viral just because of all the jumps and stuff he was doing. Okay. So, you know, that kind of put a spark on our stuff and um, it started catching traction. And then, like, you know, we was doing the videos where, like, Ant would be punching me in the stomach or, like, throwing uh, pumpkins and shit on me, bro. Like, yeah. watermelons, like, mad crazy stuff. And, bro, I swear, I'll say, like, every couple weeks, bro, we'll get a text or, like, something from somebody we know. Like, yo, I just seen y'all on ESPN. Yo, I just seen y'all on House of Highlights. Worldstar used to post us, bro, at least, like, once a month. That's what's up. Yeah, so, like, the page started catching traction and... You know, through that whole process, we were, like, dropping clothes and just, like, starting this whole movement. Like, the lost breed, bro. Like, we just felt like we wanted to be the ones. We wanted to be the examples for this younger generation, like the millennials, bro. Like, to put in work. And through the work, you can really create any reality that you want. Nah, most definitely, bro. Most definitely. Yeah, like, I remember when we was back at Southern, just balling, playing open yeah. gym. But, like, I used to see you on it in the weight room. I used to try to do my thing a little yeah. bit. But then, like, after, you know, I, I did my own thing, started to shop. And then I started seeing, like, I still followed you. But, like, I started seeing you post more of the fitness content and kind of building your, building your way up. For sure. And I was like, nah, bro, definitely going to be doing something for a minute. Yeah. So, nah, definitely congrats on, on, on you know, everything like your current success and everything that's going to come in the future Appreciate so that, i just man. wanted to tap in and like you know tell me how like like just from that from the beginning of like y'all just posting the videos and everything kind of building up me i just kind of staying consistent on y'all yeah. grind tell me how like how you got into the business side of it with like the clothing line and then like get into the gym and wanting your own gym and things like that right yeah, bro. So first and foremost, man, before we start that, I know you always been into the fashion, even back when we was at Southern, bro. Yeah. Like, so I remember that clearly. So seeing this shop come to fruition and everything is super dope, man. Nah, so, I appreciate that. For yeah, real. you already know. But yeah, bro. Um, Man, uh, it's crazy. I'll say in 2016, um, we moved out to Cali, bro. Okay. So like I was working at a school. I was a parent working with... um. You know, kids who had autism and stuff like that. And it was cool, very rewarding and stuff, but I just knew that it wasn't for me. Yeah. I knew that the nine to five and just like, you know, having to get dressed up every day, like it just wasn't for me, bro. And like, I remember days where I'll be going to work, you know, and I'll be playing music or whatever the case may be. And, bro, I would just be crying just because I knew like I could give more. I knew that that wasn't my purpose. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like I knew, like I had a bigger, I had bigger shoes to fill. So, you know, um, Ant was working at a school too. He was working at an after-school program. So, you know, we just was like, "Yo, bro, let's just take this risk and let's let's take the chance and let's move to Cali." That's where everything was popping at the time. You know, like right now, it's kind of more Houston and down south, like where fitness yeah. is super popping. But at the time when we was coming up, bro, it was more Cali. You know what I mean? Like yeah. 2016 and everything. Everybody was in L.A. at Gold's Gym and, you know, Bradley Martin, all these motherfuckers. Like, so we were like, yo, bro, let's go out there. Let's put ourselves in the mix. Let's see what we could do. And, you know, let's just shake shit up. Like, Word. let's take a chance. So we moved out there um, for about five months, bro. And, um, you know, met a lot of connections and everything like that. It was three of us living in a one bedroom apartment. Yeah. Like it was crazy, bro. It was two people. We had a queen size bed in West Hollywood. It was a one bedroom apartment. We had a queen size bed and a couch. So two people would sleep on the bed, and then one person on the couch, and we would just rotate. It was three of us, bro. It was crazy. And during that whole process, bro, we learned so much, especially me. And at that time, I was dealing with a lot of stuff, bro, because you never realize 
like somebody your connection with somebody until you live with them yeah you know what i'm saying it's kind of like college you know yeah. it's like yo you think yo that's my best friend whatever whatever yo we would do great together nah bro as soon yeah. as y'all live together shit hit the fan yeah you know like it got real bro like you know different arguments and you know how that shit go bro so yeah especially living with males just oh like that testosterone like you got your own way of doing things the other person got their own way of doing things and eventually like you said you gonna bump heads and you know argue a little bit Hell but that's yeah. but that's what's up like how y'all like how y'all took that risk like because a lot of people wouldn't do that like a lot of people are scared to just like move away or move to a different city and you know pursue their dreams or like try to figure it out or you know fuck it we gonna go here we gonna just go to these gyms where everybody else is yeah. at and we just gonna turn up do our right. own thing like a lot of people wouldn't do that so that's big yeah. you know i salute you on that for sure because i know how that is you know not necessarily moving to another city and taking a risk but yeah. just saying like like how you said you was working a job and you know it was cool for the time being but that's not what you really really wanted to do yeah and just to be like you know what i'm young i'm gonna say fuck it i'm gonna step yeah. out here i'm gonna try to figure it out because a lot of people you know they get they they're like nervous or they're scared or like oh i want to do this or i want to do that and you know bro like i'm sure you talk to a ton of people and they say yeah i'm gonna do this this and this mm -hmm. and then like it's like that's cool bro but like i like seeing people start for like sure. just take it one day at a time put right. one foot in front of the other and just start that's because it. a lot of people talk about it and they don't really like dive into it for sure so you know i want to salute you on that too just like taking that risk saying you know fuck it we're gonna move out here like you said one bedroom apartment yeah and we just like even through the arguments and disputes i'm yeah. sure y'all had y'all like fuck it we trying to figure this out yeah so that's what's up for sure hell yeah bro like majority of people bro they get stuck in analysis paralysis like yeah. they just they have this big goal and this big dream and it's so big that they don't know where to start so it's like, bro, like you said, you just got to take that first step. Like, yeah. just make it happen. You know what I'm saying? Get the LLC, get whatever. It may seem crazy, but once you start checking these things off the list, everything is going to come to fruition. Yeah. You're going to look back six months and be like, bro, I was really tripping off of all of this stuff. And now, look, I got everything done. My business up and running and I'm, I'm rolling right now. Yeah, nah, you know? most definitely. Definitely. Like like you said, taking that taking that risk, going out and, and like it's real important because like when we started the shop, like we were kind of like big on just you know jumping into it we didn't really like talk to any accountants anything right, like that right. from the beginning we like now nah, we don't want to do this we don't want to do that and like within the first couple years you know we had a wake-up call we're like oh we got to pay this we got to pay that yeah we got to do this we got to do that and then like like you said it's a learning process so you learning as you going yeah and it's it, sometimes it gets tough because you try and do your thing and figure it out and you know do what you like as part of the business but yeah. then there's like back-end stuff that you gotta make sure is in order to continue yes. to do what you want to do absolutely so now that's definitely like important we talk about that like a lot on here just like the back-end stuff just like people not really paying attention like you said filing your llc properly mm -hmm. making sure you up to date with your taxes mm -hmm. you know having all your bread separate like business account savings account tax account For sure. like that's a lot of stuff that people you know when they see somebody like you or me doing their thing they like oh yeah that's cool bro is getting such and such views on the gram mm -hmm. he doing his thing i seen him on espn this and that yeah. but they not understanding like what you paying in taxes at the end of the yeah. year or like how much like to start a budget that you got set for a gym right like equipment all right, that right. type of stuff tap in tap into me with with that like how like you know just the first gym how you guys started and and you know that process of trying to build that up put that together yeah hell yeah so um yeah man we we came across some equipment bro like um 
one of our old partners, he's not with us anymore. He wanted to start his own business. That was a whole another story. Where? Um, yeah, you know, coming in this game, you know, with, with partners and, and brothers and, you know, thinking these people are your best friends. Yeah. And then, you know, shit hits the fan and things happen. Yeah. You know, people change, money gets involved and, you know, things just happen, bro. And it's cool. Yeah. You know, like him right now, I pray for him on his journey. He just opened a restaurant. You know, he doing this thing. So I'm happy for him. Word. So, you know, all that being said, we came across his dad had a bunch of equipment when we we went from Cali, bro. And then on our way home, we stopped in Texas. Okay. His dad lived in Texas. So um, he had mad equipment in his crib. Um, he lived like on an army base. So like we was just chilling in there, bro. We went from L.A. Like, you know what I'm saying? All this shit going on yeah. to Texas, bro, where it was nothing yeah. at all. Like, we used to go to Walmart just to interact with people. Like, we, bro, we would like to work out. We what wouldn't part of leave. Texas? What part Killeen. of Texas? Okay. Killeen, yeah. Like, what, what major city is that, like, closest to, it's, like? It's about, like, an hour and some change from Austin. Okay. Yeah, but, like, okay. it's, like, far away, yeah. bro. Like, nothing. So, yeah, bro, make a long story short, we grabbed the equipment. His dad didn't want it no more. So, he was like, yo, y'all could take all of this. And we were like, okay. So we were like, you know what? We grabbed a U-Haul, bro, packed it all up, and brought the stuff back home. We was going to come home for the holidays anyway. Word. So, yeah, bro, we grabbed the equipment. You know, we when we got back, we started calling different locations, like, you know, warehouse spaces, storage spaces. And um, there was this lady that owned a hair salon in West Hartford. And um, she was like, yeah, I'll sublease my space to you guys. Okay. And we were like, all right, bet. So we did that, um, signed like a three-year contract. And it was crazy because... Um, you know, we finally was able to have our first location and, um, you know, it was very small, but, you know, it was super dope just to be able to work out in your own space. Yeah. We got kicked out of every single gym in Connecticut, bro. I lied to you not. That's why LA fitness, anytime fitness, any gym, bro, just because of our intensity. Yeah. You know, we, we, we'll be the people that, you know, want to take our shirts off and work out like not on no bragging shit, but just. You know, just to just to bring that was the intensity. Vibe. That's, yeah, that, that's, that's what I was yeah. doing. Yeah, that's the energy we bring, bro. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and just the motivation, just being able to just be free, you know, and and, and do the things you please, and you know, us jumping on top of stuff and yeah. slamming medicine balls and just crazy shit. So, yeah, and um, I'm sure like a lot of the gyms, like I know, like a lot of the gyms ain't really with the filming no, either, no. like at all. Yeah, Most yeah, of the yeah. commercial gyms, they not with it. Nah, bro, especially not in CT, bro. There's a lot of rules and regulations and, you know, people are just scared to change. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it got tough. So finally being able to do that stuff, bro, was like really a blessing. And, um, you know, like a year into business, uh, the woman at the hair salon, she she was messing up on, you know, whatever she had going on. She was in some financial issues. Okay. So she ended up leaving. So her space was vacant. We were like, yo, bro, we about to take this over now. Okay. So we took her side over. And then, you know, we got in touch with the landlord and created our own lease with him. So we took her side over and that lasted for another year. And then um, there was another spot, another spot that was vacant in back of us. We ended up taking that spot over the following year. So every year we were just growing, Word. you know, every year, bro. So um, and that wasn't through the gym. We never had memberships okay. in that spot. It, it was, was just, just your spot. Yeah, it was just our spot. We used it as our warehouse. We used it as our space to ship our orders, okay. um, you know, have our meetings and to create our content. And, you know, of course, like our friends and stuff, we would tell them to come through and work out. Yeah. So, um, you know, the memberships are like the gym perspective. It was never really that never really came into fruition with that spot. Yeah. And we tried it so many times, but it never worked out. I don't know why. It was yeah. just God saying, yo, it's not your time yet. And um, right when we were about to start is when the pandemic hit. You okay. know what I'm saying? Yeah, this was like 2020. And, um, bro, we had like 
a couple of our friends, they were training in our facility. Bro, we weren't charging them a dollar. Yeah. Bro, I swear it was making more money than we was. That's no crazy. No bullshit. I want to touch on that real quick, not to cut you off, yeah. but like just for like the people to understand that, you know, not only did you take a risk and go out to Cali, try to figure it out, then haul equipment from Texas back yeah. to CT yeah, 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 and yeah. the U-Haul, but then you opened up your gym. Yeah. Your own gym just for like you and the homies to do your thing, film your content, you know, push your merch and everything. Yeah. And you wasn't charging nobody. No. So like, Bro. I want everybody to understand that like, that's just bread being dished out. Bro. No return on investment Mistake, really right now. Bro. Just kind of like, but still like that's big because you, it's still a risk that you was for taking. Sure. Like you knew what you was getting into, yeah. but you had a dream and you had a passion for what you was trying to do. Yeah. And you knew like, okay, we're going to take this risk. This risk. This is like part of the stepping stone to get to where we're trying to go. So yeah. I want people, you know, to, to, to pay attention to that. Like, you know, your first year or first couple of years or how you're figuring it out. Because a lot of people think you start a business, get all your paperwork, everything right. And then within the first year, you're making bread. Nah. But like one thing I learned with starting the business is that realistically, you're not like on paper. Technically, you're not in the green within the first five years. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. You know what I mean? A lot yeah. of people don't understand that part where like the first five years, it may not take five years, just depending on what you're doing and mm -hmm. how you build up. Mm -hmm. But like just just an example, like within the first five years, you may not be in the green. For sure. So you dishing out money, you building the brand, you're investing tons and tons of money. And time. And, and time. Yeah. You know what I mean? On on something that, you know, is not profitable yet. Yes. So, you know, I just wanted to touch on that. Yeah. But, but go ahead and tell me, because as, as we both know, like, COVID kind of shut down everything for everybody. So you was just saying, like, how you got the first piece of the building and then expanded and got two more parts and just continued to grow and build the gym yeah. overall. And then COVID hit. So tell me, like, the impact and how, you know, how that affected the business and the brand and kind of your mindset going through that process. Right. And, yeah, bro, to touch on what you said, like, we started in 2014, right? And we didn't get the gym until 2017, Okay. So during that process, like it wasn't like we just started, bro, and there was just like automatic growth. Like it took a lot of time and a lot of fails and a lot of stuff to get to where we are now. Yeah. And we're still not satisfied. This is still the beginning for us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like like you said, people see something on Instagram and they're like, yo, they blew up overnight. You know, they got a gym, you know, in the snap of a finger. Nah, it didn't happen like that. Yeah. You know, we started in twenty fourteen, but we was selling we was selling T shirts and hats out the trunk. Word. You know what I mean, bro? Like, we didn't have any place to sell it. We didn't have a website, nothing. Then we started with Big Cartel. Okay. You remember Big Cartel? Yes, sir. Yeah, so we started with that. It was like $10 a month. Yeah. Then we went from Big Cartel to, uh, what was it, bro? Um, Shit, I can't Shopify? remember. Yeah, nah, we have Shopify now. Okay. It was something in between. Okay. But anyways, bro, it was just, it was steps in the process. Yeah. You know, and um, yeah, bro, like. We didn't, we, and then when we moved to Cali, we were broke as hell, bro. We yeah. didn't, we didn't have, bro, we literally took my Honda Accord out there. We had one car. That's why. Literally, bro. Like, so if somebody was hungry, everybody would just eat because they yeah. knew we wouldn't be able to just keep moving around like hell, whenever yeah. we wanted. So, like, it nah, was. that's it, the grind. Like, yeah. like, I was dedicated. Yes. And, like, that's, like, you also got to look at, like, the, the homies that you was around. They, they was on the same mission, yeah. too. They was, like, understanding, like, yeah, bro, like, we got one whip. If it's time to go eat, yeah. everybody got to eat now. For real. So, like, that's crazy. Yeah, it was wild, bro. So, yeah, I just want to, like, emphasize the fact that, like, this isn't an overnight thing. Yeah. It's a journey. You know, Most there's definitely. so many ups and downs, so many peaks and valleys. And the biggest takeaway that I've been able to take is, bro, just keep going. 
Yeah. No matter what. Just keep going. Keep fighting. Keep praying. Exactly. You know, because it's all going to work out. We're already taken care of. You know what I'm saying? It's already written. Yeah. So if, you're, if your intention is right, everything that you're trying to manifest is going to happen. Exactly. You know? So... Um, yeah, bro. I just wanted to touch on that because people see it from the outside perspective and they're like, yo, like that was so fast. They got yeah. all this success. Again, Instagram is everybody's highlight reel. Exactly. You feel me? So, you know, people don't really post when they're going through a tough time on Instagram. They only post the highlights of everything of that's happening. Yeah. So like when people see our page, they may think, yo, it was so easy for them. Yo, they get paid to work out. Nah, bro. It's not easy. We still fighting to this day. Yeah. You know, it, and people look at the followers. Yes. Like bro, people look at like, the followers like, damn, like bro got such and such amount of followers or whatever. I know he making bread. Nah, I know he's doing this. Nope. And half the time those followers, because like that's the thing that like I, I talk about all the time, like. The followers, the real part of that, bro, is how did that how does that turn into conversion? Right. Like you could have a hundred K, two hundred K, three hundred K. It's like, bro, did you make a hundred thousand? Bro, you know you, what I mean? You did heard you the make... interview with Ha Ha Davis when he went on with Wallow and Gilly? I didn't wa I, I saw clips of it, but yeah, I didn't watch the whole he thing. He said he said he had I think it was four million followers, bro. And he was still living in his mom's basement. Still broke as hell. Yeah. Like still sneaking girls and shit down to his basement, bro. His mom's basement. Not That's his. Wild. So like Bro, followers don't mean nothing. Yeah, they I mean nothing. You that. A lot of people see that. They see the views and likes nah. and all that on the gram and automatically assume that, you know, not only is you getting the clout, but you getting the bread. Nah. And a lot of times, like, because that's where people get in misconstrued just because, like, social media is, is an attention grab. So yes. people are looking and watching. People are going to look and watch, period. For sure. Whether they actually support or don't support. And, you know, as a, you know, as an entrepreneur, as somebody trying to build something up, it's on us to turn those views and likes into conversion. Yes. That's you know the what main mean? goal. That's the main goal. So, like, like you said, like, through the motivation and the videos and, you know, bro, I follow you, so I see all your stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, bro is not doing it, you know, for the bread. Nah. He just pushing his message, his his thing. You know what I mean? You you and um Ant doing your thing and just trying to motivate people, like, through the gym and through everything, whether it's fitness or clothing or you if you do music or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's big. Because people see that and think, oh, he got this amount of followers. He's doing it to get this amount of money. No. And that's not really what, what one, that's not your mission, I'm sure. No. And that's not, you know, realistic when people see that on the gram. So sure. that's crazy. Yeah, it's wild, bro. And people strive for that. They're like, yo, I just want 10K followers. I just want 100K. Like, nah, bro. Like, yeah. like what you should focus on is the conversion rate. Like you said, exactly. that's what you really should be focused on. If you got... 4,000 followers, 300 followers. How can you convert each one of those into a dollar? Exactly. Or whatever the case may be. And it's not all about money. But yeah. if you're running a business, you have to think about that. Exactly. You know? So and it's even, a little bit different. And even if people aren't spending bread with you, like, yeah. if they're sharing your shit. Right. And they may share it to somebody and then that person purchase with Definitely. you or whatever. So, like, what whatever type of content people are putting out, they got to understand that, like, Bro, do it because you love it and because that's, you know, real and authentic. Yeah. And the money's going to come. Absolutely. Because a lot of people get into stuff. And like you said, like how we discussing now, people see the followers and assume that it's automatic conversion to money. No. And a lot of times, like you said, Haha Davis, he had four million followers. I didn't know that. Yeah. You know what I mean, I didn't know that. At that point, you know, in his career, he was still in the crib. Yes. You know what I mean? A lot of people see that. It's like, bro, followers and, and likes and all that and comments is not everything at all. Nah, not at all, bro. People could have a million followers and they sleeping on their best friend couch. 
Yeah. Like people say this stuff. I know people in the industry that say this stuff, bro. Yeah. Like this is no this ain't no like I'm not making this up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So for everybody out there listening, man, don't focus on the followers, man. Just focus on your intention and what you want to do. Putting positivity out there, whatever you want to do, bro. Just focus on that and everything is gonna come naturally. For sure. Yeah. For bro. sure. Yeah, I know we went off on a tangent. Yeah, nah, man. <laughs> nah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> but we was gonna talk about COVID and the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. So tell me, like, like once, once COVID hit, yeah. like how, like, what was the steps? What was you know, what was the thought process? How did you have to switch gears? You yeah. know, with the business and everything. Yeah, it was very interesting for us, bro. So like, I guess it was a blessing in disguise that we didn't have members because okay. we didn't have to worry about telling you know a thousand people they can't come to the gym at yeah. the time. So what we did was we just closed the gym down for us. And, um, bro, we honestly took advantage of that shit. We dropped a home workout program during the time when nobody could go to the gym. Okay. So that shit did numbers, bro. Like, people were loving it. And, like, we were engaging with them as well. Like, I'll be at the crib, you know, and be at his crib, whatever, and we'll go on live and we'll do the workouts with the people. Okay. So, like, it was crazy, bro. Like, the, the traction on that was, was amazing. And um, we definitely, like, hit the nail on the head with that one. That Word. was super dope. And just like getting the people involved, like getting people that was wasn't moving and you know moving their body and stuff, like they were just able to do this stuff. A lot of people see our stuff, and they may get a little intimidated. Like, yeah. yo, they lift heavy, they yell, they scream, whatever, yeah. whatever. But like this was a home workout program, so you know we doing different things. You know, like running in place, you know, high knees, jumping jacks, like high intensity stuff. Yeah. You know, get your heart rate up. But it's fun though, you know, and it's challenging. Yeah, and like you so, said, no nobody could leave the crib. Right. So like it was big that y'all came up, you know, with a concept. And there's like obviously there's tons of home workout videos. Yeah. But y'all automatically was like, nah, let's do the home workout video. Yeah. You know, to still engage, you know, with everybody that was following you or, you know, interested in y'all content at the gym yeah. to still keep them engaged. And like you said, going live and actually doing the workouts with them on live, that's yeah. dope. Yeah. That's dope. Nah, it was cool, bro. And like we had the gym and our gym was a private facility and seeing that the whole world couldn't go to the gym and work out we still could if we wanted to yeah. like nobody was going to tell us nothing we could yeah. just keep the lights off you know keep exactly. it quiet but i was like bro i'm not going to do that cuz i'm not that type of person if if no one in the world could work out right now i'm not going to be the only one that's doing it yeah you know what i'm saying so i took the time i grabbed a couple of dumbbells and i would go outside bro i'll literally go to the field and i'll have three pair of dumbbells two pair of dumbbells and just make up like 20 different workouts Word. and i'll do it every day you know Word. and that lasted for however long the pandemic lasted for okay you know so like i was just you know learning different things about about myself in that process too like taking some time to disconnect taking some time just to learn myself better and learn my yeah. body better and um like a lot of the times we get so caught up on like you know uh how we how we train or like we think it's only one way that it'll work yeah you know what i'm saying we think very black and white and it was like the pandemic gave me the opportunity really just to just connect with myself and be like bro like i can do these different type of workouts and still like i'm still taking care of my body exactly you know i'm still having fun i'm still like just connecting with me you exactly. know so like it was cool bro honestly and that's, and that's big because like obviously with, with you know covid one a lot of people you know they were scared yeah. you know of the virus going around yeah like you said the world kind of just stopped yes everybody didn't really everybody was kind of like up in the air on like what was gonna happen next yeah. we didn't know when outside was gonna be back open that was the craziest and time bro i know real. 
And like with us with the shop, like you said, you had the gym yeah. and it, it was, you know, it was private. It was just for you and the homies. And yeah. you could have continued, you know, to just work out of there, continue to get your content. But it wouldn't have hit the same nah. because everybody else was at the crib. For sure. So, you know, that was big that you like, you know what? Nah, I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to switch gears and be more realistic with yeah. how the world is operating right now, you know. Mm -hmm. And like with us, like we had to shut down the shop, I think, for about eight or nine months we were still coming in here posting on our website you know we was doing like we was doing pickups we was telling people yeah you could order like come to the door we'll get your stuff right. you know we were still trying to like hook people up because even though people couldn't really go nowhere obviously our business is like in store and online mm -hmm. but like for some reason i don't know why like maybe it was the stimulus checks or whatever but people were still trying to spend yeah. bread right, right and like right. it wasn't going nowhere so we're <laughs> right. like people was like yo can i just come pick up some and we're right. like all right cool well you know we came here two three days a week mm -hmm. just posting still you know getting content out still trying to get stuff out and you know still kind of provide for people and give them you know some type of enlightenment like for you sure. know the world's not over we could still kind of operate and do our thing and you know there's ways around it until you know everything kind of calms down and we can go back outside yeah so that's crazy yeah. so so like once you did the you were doing the home workouts like you said you was mm -hmm. going to the field and just you like you said working on yourself and all that so what what was like your mind frame what was like what were you what was your thoughts about like going forth like okay i'm doing this right now but what were you like game planning on or cooking up during that period of time during covid where you couldn't do anything for like when outside opened back up yeah. what, what was the game plan man it was just like just trying to elevate everything that we had going on previously Okay. Um, you know, we knew at some point things were going to get back to normal. So um, and our business is e-commerce, bro. Like majority of our uh, clothing orders and stuff, they come from different states, you know, different places. So, you know, during that process, we were still able to ship out orders and stuff like that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it was it was still smooth. Word. Um, But yeah, bro. So like we were still able to like, you know, manage, you know, especially like having to close and not, you know, being forced to like have direct, direct contact with people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, but yeah, man, just like planning and plotting on different ways that we could elevate and just, you know, everything that we had going on, how we could multiply it, you know, how we could, you know, just times two that shit, bro. Everything, yeah. you know, nah, most definitely. Mm -hmm. So now like, so what was it? 20, like end of like probably 2021. I'm trying to remember when yeah, everything opened back up, that. but yeah, like some, some point at 2021 when everything opened back up, what was like, what was the direction with, with the current gym? what like what was what was your game plan we're back outside yeah. people can come work out you guys can go, get back to your gym and, and, and do your thing yeah. what was what was your game plan going forth with the gym yeah so it was very very interesting man so like shortly after you know everything kind of subsided and everything um i was in costa rica with my girl bro and um the landlord he hired a company to work on the roof because we constantly had leaks every year we were there we had leaks in the roof and they okay. promised us that they were going to fix the roof every year yeah and it never happened so um yeah bro so there was a big ass leak and they were finally fixing the roof one night there was like a uh probably like a couple summers ago we were getting them crazy ass rainstorms yeah and like shit was flooding and everything um bro one night when they were fixing the roof they left the roof open and Damn. it rained crazy and bro all of our stuff got messed up like all of our equipment everything so like my my homies is texting me like while i'm in costa rica they sending me videos and shit like yo the gym just flooded bro i'm like what you mean they're like look at this 
bro, everything was wet. All of our clothes, the equipment, it was, and it was like dirty water because it was coming from the roof. Yeah. So it had like some like orange, like moldy, like rust and yes, all that bro, type of like, shit. Yeah, and we had iron, you know, iron plates yeah. and iron equipment. So shit is like rusting immediately. Yeah. So. Bro, it was crazy. So we, you know, we we got in touch with insurance and we filed like this big ass insurance claim. But that was shortly after the pandemic, and that put another pause on everything that we were doing. Yeah. So we couldn't just hop back into it. Like it was like, yo, we had to figure out this situation that we had. And during that time, um, you know, just having different conversations and like shit was starting to hit the fan, like internally in the business. Okay. And that's when I told you that um our third partner, he wanted to leave. Okay. Like during that time. Like yeah. after the, you know, cause it was like we we couldn't do anything because we we're waiting for the insurance, so we couldn't use the equipment. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And it was just like a weird process. So he ended up leaving during that time, and um, the landlord, our lease was up. You know what I'm saying? So we were like, yo, we're not about to renew the lease with this landlord because he's not even trying to help us. Yeah. So and he's just he was a bad landlord, but everybody in the complex said that he was like the worst landlord they ever had. Yeah. So we were like, bro, why go through this again? So we packed up all of our stuff in them little storage containers, bro. And we were like, yo, we're just going to hold it down in the meantime. We're going to go to these other gyms, still get our content, still film and do whatever we got to do. I'll keep the clothes at the crib. Yeah. If we got orders, I'll ship them out from there. And, you know, when the time is right, you know, on God's timing, you know, everything's going to work out. Word. So we closed that gym down, bro. And it was like a huge thing for us because, again, now we're going back into the commercial gyms. Yeah. Now we're going back into these places where. You know, we have to get a membership to a gym, bro. I haven't had a membership and I can't even tell you the last time. Word. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it was crazy. So now we in, you know, these other gyms making our content and just trying to stay afloat. We go into all our, you know, some some people we know, they live in like these little complexes and we using the little like gyms. The complex gyms yeah, yeah. Yo, just trying to like get some freedom. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, you know, and this was like the beginning of last year. Word. Yeah. Because we just got the gym. Our new gym now, we just got the keys, bro, November 1st. Okay. So this is fairly new. So it was about probably like from the time, like when you was talking about the leak and just yeah. having to put everything in storage and go back to the commercial gym. Yeah, it was until, about a year. So about a year yeah. until now where, where you got the new gym. But I want to touch on that for a second Yeah. for oh, yeah. everybody to understand that we'll go back a little bit from the Cali grind mm -hmm. to opening first part of the gym second part of the gym third part of the gym yeah filling it up with equipment yep. you know the um the the decor the artwork that y'all had in there yeah. was fire yes then covid so you were shut down for that then covid's over and you had to leak so you lost you know i'm sure y'all lost inventory i'm sure you Everything. know you lost like i'm sure you lost some equipment momentum you just, yeah bro so 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 basically you like you had two covids essentially yeah, type so shit. like to now where we'll get into the new gym in, in, in a second but like that's crazy i want people to understand that yeah. that like through that whole process you were we were everybody was shut down for about eight months to a year i think yeah. and then you had to shut down you were basically shut down for two years yeah so not only were you not able you know to operate do your thing um, get the gym back up and flowing because I remember I remember y'all posting y'all was gonna start doing memberships yeah and stuff and y'all yep. was about to start having people come into the gym yep and then I'm sure after that was when the leak and everything happened exactly but that's crazy how like you went through all that and then you still continued because yeah. a lot of people would have just been like fuck it nah, it's bro. over with hang it up and then like you said the whole situation with the landlord and you know I'm sure other people could attest to this just landlords like 
that's like the process that we're kind of going through like dealing with a landlord versus like purchasing something yeah and trying to do our own thing and have full control you know Absolutely. of our own space our own building so that's big that you like went through all of that to where you said now november 2022 the new gym let's yeah. tap into that yes sir yeah, bro. And, you know, through that whole time, like our clothing line was just kind of keeping us afloat because okay. we were still able to drop products and still able to work with, you know, manufacturers and stuff like that. And like I said, I was keeping everything at the crib. Right. I had an extra storage space, bro. So, like, it was cool. You know what I'm saying? Not ideal, but yeah. it held it down in the meantime. But yeah, nah, you had to do what you had yeah, to do. Yeah, so. for sure. It, it's bro, I got videos, like, you know, in the crib, like boxes everywhere yeah. and them little, you know, the little crates and yeah. just mad crazy shit. But yeah, bro, make a long story short, um, November, yo, we were, so, like, we are literally, we, we were working out at Edge, bro, for, I don't know, eight months or so, and okay. we became really cool with the people, like, much, much love to everybody out there, bro, they, they used to let me in, and, you know, they showed mad love, so I appreciate that, but um, we were working out at Edge and making our content, and, you know, it can only get so good in the commercial gym, you yeah. can only do so much, yeah. and mind you, like our other the other person left the business so that was a whole transition we had to go through we had to pay him out you know what i'm saying bro yeah. like that was like a whole crazy thing in itself yeah. figuring out numbers like that's another business thing that people don't understand exactly once you sign away equity in the beginning yeah like there's no turning back exactly you know what i'm saying so like we gave away equity at in a very early stage and you know just that kind of you know held this held this way the whole time yeah and you know when it was time for him to leave we had to pay out a big bag bro yeah you know and it was like that's another adjustment that we had to make on top of which i was already dealing with right. trying to trying to figure out what the next step was putting the you yeah. know the anything that you could say from the gym in the storage yes like you said bringing the merch to the crib yes that's crazy people yeah. people people you got to understand that like like as we having this conversation like Bro, it's so many roadblocks so many. and so many different things and situations that come up that you can't control at all. And you know, if if you know if if y'all got beside yourself or gave up on a dream or gave up on a mission, yeah. you know, it wouldn't be a new gym. Right. You know what I mean? It wouldn't. The merch wouldn't have continued. Right. You know what I mean? So that's big that y'all like that y'all locked in because a lot of people, you know, you gotta be built different. You, you know to. what I mean? To lock in through all types of bullshit to continue. You know what I mean? To push through to get to the next step. Uh, so. Thanks. So tell, tell me about the new gym, um, how that started and, and how that's going right now currently. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, bro, we was working out at Edge, bro. And literally we got a call from um, like a real estate agent. And he was like, yo, you guys not going to believe this. But um, there's a, a current gym. It's called Wow Workout World. Okay. And um, he was like the owner, you know, he, he had like three locations and he wanted out. He was like 60 years old and he was just tired of, you know, doing yeah. that. So he wanted to sell the business outright. Okay. Just turnkey, bro. Like here, boom. Y'all, everything is. You know, y'all keep the equipment. Y'all just pay me for the equipment and the members, Word. and that's it. So we were like, all right. We had like five meetings with him, just touching base and you know seeing you know if everything was up to date and all that type of stuff. And bro, we just jumped on it. Where? Yeah. So like November first, we literally took it over, bro. Um, and it's just been a process ever since. You know, like when we first went in there, bro. The walls, yo, it was lime green. And like yellow on Word. the wall, it looked crazy, bro. Bro, they used to play like elevator music, bro. Like That's for wild. people to work out. Like we worked out there a couple of times before yeah. we purchased it because we wanted to get a feel for the vibe and yeah. seeing all of that type of stuff. It was like stuck in 1980, bro. That's crazy. Like old ass carpet on the ground, like just crazy. That's he, wild. he didn't put no love into it. So 
yeah, bro, we just took it over, you know, painted immediately. And, you know, we've been making changes daily, you yeah. know, just trying to get it up and running. So now, like, we went from having no members to what they gave us, like, 2,500 members. That's crazy. Yeah. But the thing is, they were only paying, like, $10 a month. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because it was, it was, like, the worst gym in yeah, Connecticut, It was bro. just, like, a regular, regular <laughs> yeah, gym. It was yeah. terrible. That's wild. So now it's, like, it's a blessing that this happened. But, like... When you take over a business, you still hold that old reputation. Exactly. So now we're trying to like fight through and like climb up this steep hill yeah. of like fighting this reputation of this old gym yeah. while still trying to make it like our own. Okay. So like, bro, we've had people complain about the music, um, saying it's too loud. It's like a nightclub. I can yeah. hear it over my noise canceling headphones. And you know what type of people these are. Yeah. You know, and um, that gym kind of attracted a lot of like Planet Fitness style members, a okay. lot of older people. So people um, that was just trying to, they were trying to get some type of work in, yeah. but not, you know, at the level or, yes. you know, the level that you guys yes. is at. Or what y'all was trying bro. to do. Yeah. It's the cheapest gym membership around. Every membership or everything in the world went up. Inflation, bro. Yeah. Except that shit. Like That's that wild. was the only thing that ever was $10. Yeah. It's so crazy. So, you know, you, they drew like a certain type of crowd, a certain type of audience. So now, you know, we kind of adopted that. And we're trying to, you know, change the whole feel of the gym, the whole vibe, and just create a new community. Okay. So yeah, it's been it's that's literally what we're doing right now. That's crazy. So so like you said, that's dope that you you came across or you you was blessed with a situation yes. where you could get a spot. You know, like you said, the previous owner he was probably gonna retire. He was like yeah. just on his way out. He didn't want to run the business anymore. Yeah. And not only did he give you, you got the, you got the space, you got the equipment. Yeah. And you got the members. Right. After everything, you know, all all the hassles and different, you know, ups and downs that you went through. That's crazy. That on the other side, you was able to still come out on top. Yeah. And you know, really come out. You guys was trying to build up your previous gym and attract members exactly. to now like okay we got the members exactly off rip so now you're just trying to like you, like you said build out the gym you know I seen y'all painted y'all did the murals yeah, on the walls the murals go crazy yeah know? the mural the murals definitely is fire and like I'm sure you like gonna you know add some equipment yeah, you know put y'all put y'all little tweaks and For put sure. y'all touch on it give it y'all own vibe so that's dope that's crazy yeah um I want to tap into the merch a little bit For sure. like, like like talk to me about the merch and just like I'm not gonna go you know to the back to the like from the beginning but mm -hmm. just tell me like just like what what your goals are with the merch you know what like how you're how you're intertwining it with the new gym and everything and what yeah. y'all got planned you know for the future definitely um you know selling merch bro is 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 tough um especially like creating it you know finding a manufacturer yeah and stuff like that i know we talked about that like the, about the shorts and yeah. stuff um we you know we have a couple good manufacturers that we worked with but that took time yeah it took a lot of trials and tribulations bro like yep. We were working with, you know, manufacturers and they were messing up orders. You know, we lost out on tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. You know, like you'll purchase something thinking it's going to look one way and it comes out in the sizing or the material or it's just not good enough quality. Yep. And then you're like, exactly Yo, you can't, yeah, you can't even do nothing with it. So, yep. now, so, yeah, man. And then just like constantly, you know, like keeping up with the trends, but yeah. not like going too deep into a trend. Yeah. You know how like Forever 21 is like super trendy yeah you know what i mean like 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 seeing what's going on out there but then putting your own twist on it Word. so that's just kind of what we like to do we like to you know see a bunch of different things that we like you know see what's popular and then put our own little twist on it Word. and then to me like merch like i feel like 
but if I'm aware of something, like I wanted to kind of stand for something. If somebody sees me wearing a shirt and it says like, you know, something powerful or something motivating, I Word. like that because you know what it stands for. It yeah. means something when you wear it. You look down, you like, yo, I gotta, I gotta put in that work or Word. I gotta, you know. So um, yeah, man, just the merch has been a, has been a journey and just trying to learn through that whole process, bro. And um, working with manufacturers is cool. Um, but yeah, bro, it's just a lot goes into it for real. Nah, most definitely. And like you said, it's 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 big to not just put stuff out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause like like with with us, like obviously we do eighties and nineties vintage. Yeah. We do a little bit of streetwear. Yeah. And you know, we've dropped merch pieces, but we haven't dropped a collection. That's kinda like what we're working on now for yeah. spring summer. Yeah. A collection that kinda, you know, represents the brand. Yes. Because a lot of people put out merch. And merch and a brand are two separate things. I'm Correct. sure you know that. But like people don't understand that, like you said, with 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 your brand, you want the pieces to have a message. Yeah. You know what I mean? You want them to mean something. You don't want to just put out stuff and then I'm sure obviously as we both know, like quality is key. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like you were saying, you was dealing with the manufacturers, the sizing was off, the yeah. materials was off. Yep. I'm sure there was like little details yeah. that, you know, wasn't how y'all wanted it to come out. You don't want to sell that to your people. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that, that that's big too, because that's like something that we going through now, just like trying to figure out, like work with different manufacturers, ordering samples. Yeah. Samples coming back wrong. Got to order more samples. And that takes time, exactly. bro. Yo, it's so crazy. Yo, the sample process alone is just crazy. Yeah. Because like you, you trying to explain something to somebody where there's maybe like a language barrier. Yep. You know, obviously they don't know what we're talking about because yeah. they don't have. So like if you have an example of a, of a, of a garment that you like. It's like you're trying to explain it without them seeing it or like exactly. feeling it or touching it. Yeah. So like, yeah, and you sending pictures back and forth. Exactly. And yeah, it's, the sample game is crazy because samples are expensive. Yeah. Just to get one piece because now you kind of fucking up their rotation because they only have to make one. Yeah. Instead of what they used used to doing making thousands. Yeah, large quantities. Yeah. yeah. So now it's like samples are expensive, and then the time that goes into it, bro, you wait. You know, however long, a couple of weeks for a sample, yeah. and then it come back, and it's not the way you wanted it. Now you got to make changes to that sample, wait for a new one, yep. and then just keep running that whole shit. Yeah, because then, a lot yeah. of people, a lot of people don't understand. Like the first part is like you said, coming up with the design, yeah. or you know, coming up with the garment, and then placing the order for the samples. And yes. like you said, if the samples come back wrong, yeah. you don't want to run bulk until no. you get the samples right. Right. You know exactly. what I mean? So then you got to keep reordering samples, reordering samples until you get it right. Yeah. So you've already spent, you know, probably a couple racks yes. on samples right. before you even got the final, you know, the final product of yeah. what you really want. And then you got to order the bulk, which right. is probably going to be double, triple, whatever the samples was. Exactly. You know what I mean? I just want people to, you know, understand some of that process because that goes into like what we talk about a lot with, with pricing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whether it's, whether it's, you know, merch, your own brand that you're making or like us, like reselling a lot of, there's a lot of steps that go into it. One, curating the pieces mm -hmm. you know we have a very specific like taste as you know like different yes. pieces we put into the shop so coming up with some type of curation you know we wash and steam everything before it comes in here because mm -hmm. we do sell secondhand pieces yep. so you know we're not gonna give you a dirty shirt yeah. or a smell like <laughs> you know it smell like an old man right, from right, whoever right. wore it previously yeah. so we wash and steam everything before it comes into the shop um, Amber, she does like alterations and stuff mm. to, to, to everything. So a lot of those steps that people don't see before yes. they get the garment 
goes into the price goes into the presentation goes into everything so mm -hmm. that's big that you touched on that you know the process is just like working with different manufacturers language barriers time zones yes, time zones you know what I mean? time zone. exactly yeah. like you may have to be up at three mm -hmm. you have sleep yes. um three in the morning trying to figure out manufacturers whether it's on facetime or whether you're yeah. sending them you know sending them examples of yes. this and that to try to get it right and then the terminology like yeah. you said you may explain something a certain way and then they don't get it exactly you know what i mean For so sure. that's 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 crazy but that's yeah. big yeah bro i think on uh on friday uh, last Friday, I literally uh, I went to DHL and I sent out a tank top and some shorts Word. so uh, to our manufacturer so they could kind of see it, they could feel it, they yeah. could get the vibe. Yep. You know, instead of me trying to explain it and send pictures and videos. Yeah. But like, I'm very close with uh, our manufacturer now, bro. Like, I'll be calling him. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, he's cool. Like, I fuck with him. He's he's mad cool. But that took time, bro. Yeah. It took nah, a lot definitely. of time. And I'm sure you probably, like you said, you had to deal with other manufacturers before you found oh, the yeah, right one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Multiple. Bro, we worked with every screen print shop in Connecticut. Exactly. And it, it's like now, like, our screen print stuff, we get it from Cali because in CT, they couldn't really do a lot of the stuff that we were looking for. Exactly. They could only do, like, four color screen print. Yeah. It could only be so big. I'm yeah. like, bro, this is whack. Th that's kind of the same thing we was dealing with just like like different types of print whether it's dtg yeah silk screen whatever yeah and then like obviously you know like the mega print is, yes. is you know in, shit, style, yeah. in style now so like certain screen printers they only do like 12 by 17 oh or whatever yeah, it's annoying and it's like you'll send the example and it's like nah bro all over print like yeah. i need the whole logo to cover the whole front of the shirt yeah and like they don't understand that where they try to charge extra for that yeah, for sure so because we deal with we deal with a couple manufacturers in cali as well yeah and it's the same type of thing like you deal with people there dealing with people in connecticut like the whole thing with um with the shorts we did a run of shorts two years ago right before covid very simple plain like we did a black pair with two logos on the knees and then we did a purple pair mm -hmm. and like now like two years later like you know i'll show you some of the designs after we get off this yeah but like we've come so far from working with three four five six different manufacturers yeah, yeah. ordering the samples like you said yeah. getting it right getting the materials right you know, especially with like shirts or like, you know, the stuff you guys are putting out, it has to be comfortable to work out in. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So you want to make sure like the cotton count is proper. For like sure. it's all Yo, types of different stuff that go into it. It's crazy. So. It's crazy, man. It's crazy, bro. Like even down like to, to like you said, the cotton count, like the GSM, that's yeah. what we call it. So yep. it's like like now I'm getting a, a better understanding. Like if something, you know, is 320 GSM, I know how it's going to feel. Exactly. But that just comes from experience. Yep. You know, and then it's like. Bro, we've tried probably every blank T-shirt known to man, bro. Yeah. Like every brand, whether it's Next Level, whatever, like anyone. Yeah. And then it's like you now, and styles change. Yeah, like everything is changing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like before, it was like cool. You know, you had the little tight T-shirt, comfortable, nice, whatever to work out in. Yeah, now it's like oversized, boxy. Yeah, so like. Back back in the day, bro, we used to get the shocker tees. Yeah, the shocker wear tees. Yeah, yep. bro, we used to get them shits, and then we stopped for a long time because nobody was rocking them. Yeah, and now that's like the joints that we looking for. Yeah, and that's the style that's in because like like me and Amber, we talk about that all the time, like how just you know us being in fashion, how the fashion influence is like in the gym yes too so like now before you know like when you first yeah, started like yeah. you throwing on that same pair of sweatpants that you probably cut yes, the grass in for sure you know bro. whatever some beaters that beaters. you throw on yeah and then now it's like nah i gotta put something I gotta like fly yeah now. i gotta put yeah. 
something on, you wearing Jordans, you wearing whatever in the gym, bro, and you so know it's, it's it's full circle because how you look is how you gonna perform, right? You know what I mean? So that's definitely crazy, like how just fashion, the fashion influence is in all genres yeah, now, nah, like whether sure. it's fitness or whatever. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like people really paying attention to what they put on, how they look, whether they working out or going to work or going to the club or whatever. So absolutely, that's that's big, and yeah. it's crazy because a lot of that. You know, as you know, I'm sure you making designs and doing stuff with with, with your brand. Mm-hmm. A lot of that influence comes from like what we do yeah. with the vintage, the yes. oversized shirts, the mega prints, colors. the puff prints, the yeah. colors, the logos. You know what I mean? So it's just crazy how like one everything kind of comes back around. Yo, I say that shit every time, bro. Yeah. Everything always comes back. And when it does come back, it just has a little twist to yeah. it. Remember like when braids and shit wasn't cool at a certain point? Yeah. Now, you know, it's shit is super dope. Yeah. Like everything comes back, bro. Like when AI had them and yep. then like everybody was cutting their shit, getting a low cut. Yep. Now it's back and it's cool. Like everything comes back, but it just has a little bit yeah. of a different twist Each to it. Each generation kind of puts their own little swag on it. For sure. Like like with basketball, like you said, the, the short shorts is back now. Yeah. Like when we was when we was coming up, you know, it was cool to have the joints below the knee. Yeah, we had kinda, the tight jerseys and yeah. the big shorts, bro. Exactly. And now like they wearing the joints like above the knee. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like how they was wearing them in the 70s For and sure. 80s. So it's crazy bro. how everything come around. For real. But I want to end it off. We always end it off. I want you to give me, um, give me three things, three motivational things for you know somebody getting into business, whether they already have a business or they're an entrepreneur. But three things you know that are big to help them you know get to success or continue to be consistent with their journey. Yeah, man. I, I would just say again, I, my biggest thing, bro, is intention. Like, what are you doing it for? Okay. Like if you're doing it for a clout, if you're doing it for followers, if you're doing it for attention, like that shit, it may get you success, but it's going to be so short lived. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to last, bro. And it's not going to feel good once you get it because yeah. it doesn't mean nothing. It doesn't hold any value. You know what I'm saying? So like my metric of success is just like the motivation and inspiration that I'm able to give to people. That's the only reason why I do what I do. You Word. know what I'm saying? And people will say that shit left and right, bro, but they don't really put that action in and they don't really do it for real. Exactly. You know, so like you could look me in my eyes, bro, and I'll tell you that shit straight up. Yeah. You know, and it's like that's the biggest thing for me. So like intention is definitely one of them, bro. Persistence is another one. You're going to go through trials and tribulations just like we've been talking about this whole time. Yeah. There's going to be roadblocks, bro. It's going to be different battles that you face. But everything that you face, bro, is all happening for a reason. Cliche, but it is. And you just have to believe it. Yeah. You have to believe it, bro. Like I said in the beginning, our story is already written. We're already taken care of. You just have to know that. Yeah. And like if one door closes, bro, another one's going to open. You know, so just be prepared for that. And just like along your journey, just take time. Don't stress. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, things are going to happen. But just take some time back, bro. Breathe and just know that you're taken care of. Word. And know that. Whatever you face today, you're going to look back at this shit six months from now and be like, damn, bro, remember when we was going through that? Yeah. Remember when we had the roof leak and we didn't have a gym, bro? Yep. Look at now. We got the keys to our own shit. Yep. You know, so like different things like that, bro. And the last thing, bro, is just have faith and just keep going. Have fun. Word. You know, just take some time, bro. Smell the, smell the flowers along the journey. Yep. Just smell them, bro. Just take time, bro, and just embrace every little thing that you face. Nah, Embrace most definitely. Everything. Most definitely. My my pops, he always asks me like, cause you know I'm from Maryland, so I just tap in with him on the phone like every couple weeks and yeah. just chop it up. 
And the number one thing he always asks me, bro, is, are you having fun? Right. Regardless of all, you know, the, 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 the business stuff or, you know, shit that's going on, whatever. He just asked me this one question, are you having fun? And as yeah. long as you continuing to have fun, that's the main part. Fuck yeah. the money, fuck right. the followers, all, all that. that. As long as you having fun every day and what you doing, yeah. then you know you're doing the right thing. And sure. you you know you helping others exactly. at the same time. So that's big. But yeah, um, yeah I appreciate you, bro, tapping in with me. Yeah, you know what I mean? Know. And um, let everybody know where they can follow you at on the gram, TikTok. Yes, you know, sir. Where they can catch the merch, all yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. The pay, everything on uh, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube is The Lost Breed. My personal page is Josh Levitan. Uh, my last name, L-E-V-I-T-A-N. Uh, J Lev, you could type in and you'll find me, bro. Um, yeah, that's on every platform, man. Word. Appreciate you, bro. Yes, sir. You Catch y'all next week. This is the flight it. show.